Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads love where you live. Hey friends, welcome to the podcast and happy new year. Can you believe it's 2024? Well, I am so excited for everything we have ahead here and to just go into this new year alongside all of you. So thanks for showing up today. And that's actually exactly what we're going to be talking about. We have Drew Dick with us on to talk about the power of just showing up. His new book came out last fall called Just Show Up, How Small Acts of Faithfulness Change Everything. And I love it so much. I think that Drew is an amazing writer. I've loved all of his books. We'll be linking to his books and his website over in show notes. But I thought this would be a great way to kick things off here on the podcast because I know a lot of you probably have your word of the year or resolution or goals or a scripture, and that's all good stuff. I'm not very good at doing that, actually. But if you do, that is awesome. But one thing we can all do is just show up. And I think this is a really powerful message that applies to our lives across the board. So I'm really excited to share this conversation with all of you. I hope it encourages you and inspires you and just gives you some really good perspective. Maybe take some of the weight off your shoulders and helps you step into the new year with confidence. So can't wait to share this with you. Now, next week is going to be a really special episode where I'm going to be sharing some of the things to look forward to in the year ahead. I've got some news, some fun updates, sharing a little bit from my personal life, all of that. So I'm really excited to come back next week. And also next week, I'm going to have a coffee date blog post, which most of you know I love. I do those quarterly and that's where I I love to share some photos, updates, news, as well as a big giveaway. So just be sure that you are on my email list so you don't miss any of these things. And you can join that email list by going to monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. I will never share your email or spam you in any way, but that's the best way to find out when anything new is happening. And next week's going to be a really fun week. And this whole year is going to be great, you guys. I'm so excited. But now let's get this show on the road. 
So without further ado, here's Drew, Dick, and I talking about the power of just showing up. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Drew, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Monica. How are you doing? I'm so good, Drew. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a little jealous, of course, always of you being in Hawaii and me being in the rainy Pacific Northwest. Well, I know, but that's okay. I was in Oregon recently and it was glorious and sunny and the fall leaves were changing and I was like, oh, is I, I miss this so much. And then my husband's like, just give it a few days. And sure enough, on our way to the airport, the rain started. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. You got out just in time. Ah, <laughs> uh, but still, seasons are pretty great. Well, they are. Uh, Drew, I you've been on the podcast before, so I'll link to that in show notes. And I just adore you and your family and your writing, and I'm such a fan. And so this is such an honor. And um, I have to just open by talking a little bit about your wife. So uh, I was just going to say, you got to tell people about that connection. It's so cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, you, it makes me feel a little bit old because uh, Drew's wife, Grace, was actually in the youth group back in Oregon that Dave and I were leaders in. And I'm like, how could I be that old that? She was like a teenager. So I still picture Grace as a teenager. Uh, But she was like our favorite. She's amazing. And you got to marry her. And she is still amazing. So tell us a little bit about your family and where you are, where you came from. Yeah, that's right. So I grew up in Canada. Um, my, although my accent is mostly gone, I think when I go home, my, my friends say I sound like a Southern politician, so (laughs) I have no street cred in Canada now. Um, but I moved down here in my early twenties and that's when I met Grace. Um, and I was coming down initially for like six months, I thought, and here I am, what, Mm. 20, uh, three years later. That's right. Um, and so, yeah, that was awesome. Wait, remind me where you met her. Oh yeah. So, um, well, she always gets embarrassed when I tell her, (laughs) tell people this story. Um, but she, my brother owned a modeling agency and mm. she was one of the models. There we go. Yeah, I know. Right. Fair so, <laughs> and I invited my, if memory serves, I invited myself to her Bible study, <laughs> uh, not to study the Bible, just to show off how much of the Bible I knew, hopefully, you know, impressing her. Um, <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. So today we've got three kids, as you know, we got a 12 year old boy, nine year old girl and a five year old girl. Mm. And so we're we're very busy and our life is crazy, but it's awesome too. And I work from home, get to work in my pajamas, which is nice. <laughs> yes, I'm an editor is. and author. It's funny, actually, before I went into this this podcast, um, you know, I told Grace what I was doing and she said, say hi for me. Of course. Um, and then she looked me over and she said, is this a podcast where they can see you? <laughs> you might want to change. I, <laughs> so this was a new shirt, you know, on Grace's uh, yes. suggestions. I love all those all those COVID things when people were doing Zoom meetings and they got up from their chair and were like in their underwear and their pajamas. And <laughs> it right. happens. And, and I used to be so mortified if the kids uh-huh. busted in or something. But I feel like so many people now work remotely, mm-hmm. even though I was doing it before it was cool, that yep. now it's more chill. Someone will be like bouncing a baby on their lap during a yep. Zoom call. It's all good. I it's think it's good. awesome. Yes. It normalizes all that. But you write books <laughs> and you also edit books. So tell us a little bit more about that part of your life. Yeah, that's right. Like I was telling you, I kind of burned the, the publishing candle from both ends. Um, yeah, when I'm not writing my own words, I'm wrestling other people's words. Mm. Uh, but no, it's it's awesome. You know, I it's interesting. We live in such a visual culture now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just with the way social media is gone. Um, and and I think fewer and fewer people are reading, which is a little depressing. Mm. You know, there are, mm-hmm. there are some of us left. 
Um, but I still believe, because I look back on my spiritual journey, that God is changing people through the medium of the written word. Because right. I think of my own spiritual journey at like critical junctures, like when I was in high school and then in college and later, books that I read that made a big impact on me, that kind of broadened my view of God and made me go deeper. And so, yeah, I'm honored to be able to to wake up every morning and hopefully create mm-hmm. books and resources that can do that for other people. So that's how I see it. So awesome. And if no one except for my mom reads my book, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Your writing is so, so much fun to read, but also so relatable and so encouraging. And I, I gift your books to so many people. And so uh, your previous book was called Your Future Self Will Thank You. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That was about self-control, uh, looking so at the Bible good. and the science of it. And yeah. Yes. And just being honest about like, hey, I'm writing this book because I need to grow in this area and not because I'm the expert. So <laughs> I love it though. And yeah. it was such a fun mix of of scripture, what the Bible has to say about self-control and also brain science, which I always love that the two actually go hand in hand. They're not opposing to one another. So that book was awesome. Absolutely. I think I quoted that a few times in my book. And now you have a new book out yes. that I'm so excited about. It's I gotta called- say too, yes. by the way, our copy, sorry, one second, yes. our copy of Raising Amazing. Uh-huh is in rough shape. I mean, it's dog-eared, <laughs> yeah. it's marked up, it's underlined, oh, it's circled. And it's yeah. funny because Grace and I were kind of playing tug-of-war with it because she was reading it and then I'd grab it. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Anyway, so Aww. yeah. That makes me As happy. your listeners know, um, if you're in the thick of parenting, you need that book. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank you so much. That's that's how I love to imagine every book is just marked up and dog-eared and so yes. good. Well, thank you. I think that's the best compliment. Thank author you. Can get. Right. But I'm such a fan of your most recent book. And it's it's one of those books I want to give to everybody because I think every single person can use it, especially in the times we're living in now. But it's called mm-hmm. Just Show Up. So can you tell us a little bit of the heart of this book and maybe even what led you to write it? Sure. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it's a little embarrassing, but I think it was kind of born out of a bit of a midlife crisis because, <laughs> it you know, I... I was thinking back to the early days. You, yeah, it happens, right? Um, I was thinking back to the early days when Grace and I, after getting married and we went to seminary and um, we had these big, um, maybe slightly idealistic, grandiose mm-hmm. ideas about what we were going to do for God, right? We're going to change the world oh, and do yeah. all this stuff. And I remember talking to her and being like, listen, we're, we're, we're not going to pursue the American dream. We're, we're probably going to go overseas. Maybe we're going to start a nonprofit. Oh, yeah. We're not going to get the house in the suburbs and have the picket fence and the 2.5 children. Well, as you know, Monica, <laughs> I'm laughing. I live in the suburbs. That's where I'm at right now. I don't have a white picket fence. I totally get one, though. Yeah. And, you know, I drive a minivan. We eat at Olive Garden. I have three kids, not 2.5. Life is great. I'm so happy with how it turned out. But the point is, I kind of wake up and you go, okay, God, what does faithfulness look like now, mm. right? When maybe some of those early mm-hmm. grandiose radical visions oh, yeah. didn't work out the way you thought they would. And then <sighs> what do you do? And it really kind of came home for me. I was talking to Grace and she said, she asked me to list the people I most admired. Mm. And I remember I listed a few and all of a sudden I realized not one of them did anything uh, super radical or daring or dramatic or changed mm. the world, but they were faithful, yes. right? Um, one was a, a small church pastor who kept leading his congregation even after being diagnosed with a debilitating illness. Mm. Uh, another one was a, a woman who ran a soup kitchen and and had lost her husband but kept showing up and wow. feeding these folks. And that's when it hit me, This the mm-hmm. kind of phrase for it is like, man, 
God doesn't expect us to change the world. That's his job. He might do it through us. Mm -hmm. But what he does expect us to do is just show up, just be faithful, Mm. take that next step, the next Mm. thing that God has for us. And so this has become a bit of a mantra for me, especially in this time of life when I think everyone's feeling tired, like, you know, coming out of the pandemic, all Mm. the craziness in the world, all the tragedy, Mm. and just saying to myself, Drew, just show up to the next thing that God's calling you to do. So it's been an encouragement to me. I I just, this message is so important. And I think it's, especially in this time where, you know, you open up social media and the first thing you feel is like, oh my gosh, everyone's doing big things. Everyone's coming out with the next thing, changing the world. And you're just like, you can feel overwhelmed and buried before you even start. But I love your story, even that you opened the book with, and you just alluded to about how you and Grace started off because Dave and I did the same thing. I remember having those same dreams. We're like, we're going to be missionaries. We'll go somewhere. We'll, we're not going to look like all, you know, you kind of judge all the middle-aged people, you know? Oh, 100%. And, yeah. And then you find yourself here. And now I have young adult children and I try not to chuckle when they talk about the big things they're going to do and what they're not going to do because I'm thinking, I'll give it 10 years. Right. You don't want to dampen their desire. Yeah, it's right. Give it some time, but yeah. But the beauty of it is, is that just being faithful and doing the next thing, showing up, whatever that looks like, big or small, that's where it's at. And so I'm so glad you wrote this because I think it just really confirms that thing in all of us, you know, that, that it really does matter. All the Mm -hmm. daily things, the small acts of kindness, all the, um, just faithfulness. I want to, I want to dive in a little bit more. Well, can we start with parenting? You've got three kids. Yeah, You're in the yeah. thick of it. <laughs> sure. Talk to us about showing up in parenthood because I think we need to hear this. This is something everyone listening could really be encouraged by. Yeah. You know, for me, the kind of refreshing message for me is that just being there, first of all, mm-hmm. is huge, right? Yeah. Um, you're, you're not being one of the parents that checks out, that moves on, mm-hmm. uh, that disengages because tragically that happens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Trying to be present for your children is huge. One mm. big struggle I have is is my phone, right? Mm. Like sometimes I get bored, I'm hanging out with the kids Amen. and I just want to check out and yep. grab, be on my phone and I'm not really showing up for my kids. Yeah. Um, I remember one time my my son, Athen, he, he like grabbed the phone out of my hands um, and then I got mad. I'm like, what are you doing, buddy? Don't grab my phone. He's like, I just wanted to talk to you, dad. And I'm like, Ooh, oh, ouch. <laughs> shoot. Um, yeah, that, that cut pretty deep. Uh-huh. Um, but honestly, you know, there are so many opinions about parenting, you know, mm-hmm. oh man, like from the start, yeah, right? Should you, course. should you let them cry it out in the room? Should you let them sleep in your bed? Mm-hmm. Should you, you know, teach them to read like immediately or let them do the free play, free range versus helicopter? I mean, there's so many oh, opinions, yeah. right? Oh, yes. And one thing though, that's been, yeah, you, you know, <laughs> you know better than me, um, all the opinions out there. But one thing that's just been helpful for me is to think, you know what, I might not be killing it in every area of parenting. Um, but at least I'm there, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's amazing. I think it's like, you know, the Bible says love co- covers over a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. I think that's true mm-hmm. when it comes to, to parenting. If you're giving yep. them love, if you're present, mm-hmm. even if, as you're making mistakes, yep. um, just don't get discouraged. Yes. Because, and even here's the other thing too. It's so funny because Grace deals with this more than me. I don't know if it's a, a mom and dad thing because I'll kind of go, no, I'm a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, yeah. I'm killing it here. Yeah. I may be an A minus, but you know, I'm, I'm doing well. Whereas she struggles uh, with feeling like, am I really a good mom? Mm, and she's an amazing mom, yes. as I'm sure you're not surprised to hear. Yes. She's an incredible mom. Um, but sometimes it's good just to remember that if you're even concerned about that, if you're even asking the mm-hmm, question, mm-hmm. you're probably one of the parents 
that's doing pretty well. Yes. And, and then being able to trust God to fill in those gaps because you're not going to be perfect. So true. And I do think maybe us moms do beat ourselves up a little bit more because I haven't talked to too many men who sit around worrying about how they're doing, but every mom I know <laughs> right. has doubts and insecurities. But I think you're right. Being present is huge and hard at the same time, right? And it can be intimidating in the same way that you talk about social media. You see commercials and you know things on TV about the the perfect dad or mom that's like rolling on the floor, playing with their kids, mm-hmm. constantly doing crafts, mm-hmm. just like totally engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And you can't do that 100% yeah. of the time, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. Sometimes you're you're really engaged, sometimes not so much, but you're there. That's the big thing. Absolutely. The, the rest will fall into place. Absolutely, yes. And I mean, we've all reflected on our own childhood, right? Where we're like, I don't remember my mom sitting around and like, playing with me a whole lot. She was just in the kitchen. She was like doing her Not own once. thing. Right? Yeah. I, I don't know when we've decided that we have to be like on the floor with our kids 24 seven. I think just being home and around and checking in right. and asking a few questions is probably good enough. Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day. I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that They read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. want to tell you about a podcast sponsor that I'm a big fan of, diveintomath.com. Now, most of you know that all my boys have been homeschooled and the oldest two went on to college where the oldest graduated with a degree in data analytics and the second son will graduate this year majoring in mechanical engineering. And both of those boys took science classes and Shorman math classes through the diveintomath.com website. In fact, they went all the way through an AP calculus and an AP physics course, and they believe that those classes really well prepared them for their college classes ahead. Now, Dive Into Math offers self-paced courses in state-of-the-art e-learning systems featuring expert video instruction, interactive assignments with auto-grading and grade recording, video solutions, and Q&A support with Dr. Shorman, who happens to be our good friend and is such a great man. Dr. Shorman teaches everything from a biblical perspective, and he offers a historical foundation which teaches the why of learning math, which is really helpful. Shorman Algebra 1 and 2 teaches every concept on the PSAT, SAT, and ACT with over 200 practice questions, which if your kids are interested in college is going to be really, really helpful. Now I have a lot more to say. I'll be sharing in the months ahead, but definitely go over to the diveintomath.com website. Check them out. I think you'll be impressed. That physical presence leads me to another question I have, because you talk about the importance of showing up, actually physically showing up. And I think in a time where 
sometimes I confess, I'm like, well, I text my friends. I, you know, message my friends. I haven't seen them in weeks. What's the difference there? Why do we need to physically show up? Well, I think you you already alluded to it, and that is because we are in a time where we are so disengaged physically mm-hmm. from each other, mm-hmm. right? And we thank God for these tools that enable us to yeah. keep in touch with, you know, relatives and friends. Yep. Um, you know, but like you think of FaceTime, right? If it's like, okay, you might keep in touch with someone once in a while, FaceTime, but you don't want to do that forever. Eventually, mm-hmm. you want to be with that person yeah. in person. Yep. Um, and so those things can kind of bridge the gap. But I even think about social media. I spend way too much time on Twitter or mm-hmm. whatever it's called now. Mm-hmm. X. Um, but I'm mo- most grateful, I think, for those relationships that hop the digital divide and have actually been able to meet someone for coffee or hang out. Mm. And then w- especially when it comes to hard seasons of your life, like mm-hmm. when people are hurting, mm-hmm. you know, a text is great. If that's all you can do, it's better than nothing for mm-hmm. sure. But man, if you can show up physically, yeah, that's powerful. It is. Um, it's just, you know, I, when you think back on the hardest times of your life, you might remember something that someone said to you, or maybe you won't remember at all, but you will almost always remember who is there. Yeah, That's the important thing, who actually showed up for you. Totally. And then of course, as Christians, not to get all geeky and theological, but we're people of the incarnation, right? God mm-hmm. showed up for us mm-hmm. literally in the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, when Jesus was on earth, he wasn't sitting in an ivory tower somewhere mm-hmm. dispensing beautiful thoughts. He That's was right. touching diseased skin and mm-hmm. disfigured yep. limbs and children were sitting on his lap and mm-hmm. prostitutes anointed his feet and he taught with people pressing against him, yep. right? And so mm-hmm. as followers of Jesus, it's like, man, we 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 should really, we might not, you know, do it to that extent, certainly, but we should be with people um, whenever possible. And that's a challenge. And I feel like such a hypocrite because I, like I said, I work from home. I'm on, you know, Zoom call. Most of my meetings are on Zoom. I order in food, you know, it's so funny, even like on these Zoom calls, I'll notice I'll be in meetings with people and they'll like click off the, the, the video just so you, that's even too personal sometimes for us. Like we want to just communicate as disembodied voices, yes. <laughs> but uh, we desperately need that in-person Goodness. And if we follow that, like what's that going to lead to next? It's kind of scary to think like how disengaged we could become down the road. But I think you made a good point there because we're so used to texting, DMing, doing all that. I think when you do show up physically for somebody, it's really going to impact them. And I think of, you know, the friends in my life who I really want to share God's love with and what it means when I actually show up physically with, you know, a meal, a coffee, um, just just to stop by and say hi, like that will make such an impact on somebody simply because it's so unusual in the times we're living in, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. And and with our kids, for whom it's even a bigger challenge in a way, because mm. they they went through their formative years in this, you know, internet era. Yes. Um, you know, if they can be the kind of kids that, that mm-hmm. actually physically show up and hang okay. out and develop those social skills, you mm-hmm. know more about this than me. Yep. Man, they're going to stand out in their generation. And yes. that's a huge advantage that, that we're giving to them. It is. My two oldest boys kind of grew up in a time right before everything changed. And so I always say I kind of have two sets of kids, or at least the first three, the the third Mm. one was kind of in it, but my fourth son especially has totally grown up with technology. But I love that my oldest son's kind of have this love-hate relationship because they remember. They remember a childhood before everything was online. Yeah. And so I know my oldest son would prefer to write a letter. 
he sends true thank you letters to his grandparents. And so I love kind of that he's holding on to that old fashioned method of communication. May his tribe increase. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, and it's not going to happen automatically. It's going to take purposefulness and intentionality if if we're going to move upstream in any of this. But speaking of old fashioned, you use a word we don't hear very often. And that is plotting. <laughs> Love that word. Not plotting, but plotting with two Ds. Plotting. Plotting. Yeah, it's a boring word, but it, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, but it doesn't have to yeah. be. Why? Tell us why plotting matters. It's, yeah, I read a chapter in the book on that, and and basically it, it's so countercultural, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. like we were talking about, you know, you you go online, you see people blowing up, mm-hmm. you know, overnight and becoming YouTube famous or Instagram famous or all. And then sometimes you think, man, did I miss the boat? What's mm-hmm. going on here? Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to encourage people. I'm encouraging myself primarily. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, don't get discouraged, you know, if things don't happen right away. There is incredible power in plotting. Mm-hmm. And I, I go to the um, William Carey, the great father of modern missions. Um, and he's got that famous quote that a lot of people have probably heard, but he says, I have no great talent but I can plod, right? Mm. I can just keep going. Mm. And you look at his life and of course he did these incredible things, founded these orphanages and, um, you know, changed India uh, forever. Um, And yet he was such a plotter. He didn't, Mm -hmm. like he would go and preach and it was six or eight years or something before even one person responded to the gospel. And, but he was just so consistent, such a plotter that God can do amazing things through that. And I think that's something that we're really lacking, Mm. especially in the generation that's coming up. Sometimes we want something to happen immediately, but, you know, plotting is just another word for faithfulness, really, right? If we're we're just kind of doing the next thing we feel God's calling us to do, not getting discouraged, knowing that eventually God will reward you and, and that you're doing it for his glory, so... Yeah. I love that. And that's plotting. And no, it's so good. And this whole conversation, it's all so countercultural. But it's like in an honest moment, anybody would agree. Like the best things in life happen with the old fashioned just being faithful, being consistent. And this kind of overlaps with your previous book, Your Future Self Will Thank You, because everybody's looking for a quick fix. Everybody wants the next hack. How can I get what I want, but get it really quick? And the truth is, across the board, parenting, health, fitness, uh, spiritual disciplines, finances. I mean, I'm no financial expert, but the people I know who grow old, wealthy, they didn't get it because they gambled. They didn't get it because they joined some get rich quick scheme. It's a faithfulness over time and it's not sexy. It's not exciting, but it's the one true path to anything good we want in life, right? So true. It's that accumulation of all those little decisions mm-hmm. every day that add up, right? Um, <sighs> yeah. And it's um, it can be discouraging, right? Because you want results right away. Yes. Um, and that's where I think it's so important to just kind of go, you know what, God, I'm going to leave the outcome to you. Yes. I'm going to abandon the results to you. Yes. I don't know what's going to happen with my career, my life, even with my kids, yeah. but I'm going to be faithful in what you're calling me to do today, mm. knowing that that will ultimately make a huge difference and that you're going to use it. Totally. So, yeah, and I don't just, get discouraged for sure. Right. Even if you're in a tough season. Exactly. That's such good advice. And I really, really want our kids to know this. I, I, I think it's going to be hard for any of us to really instill this in our kids just because it is so countercultural, but I think it's worth trying. I really, I'd really like to believe that they can Absolutely. grow up with applying this to all the different 
areas of life. And um, an- another topic you touch on in the book that I'd love for you to share a little bit about here is anxiety, um, especially in the whole COVID time. But even before that and continuing now, I think that anxiety is something most people I know have dealt with to some extent and some more than others. But I love that mm. you have found just how much showing up even in a season of anxiety can make a difference. So do you mind touching on that? Yeah, that's right. So it's something I've struggled with since, man, let's see, my late 20s, I guess, mm. I kind of had what I called a nervous breakdown. Mm. That's not the like technical name for it. But yeah. basically what I was having were panic attacks and mm-hmm. just it, it kind of really destroyed my life. Anyone mm-hmm. who's had panic attacks uh, mm-hmm. understands how how awful they can be. Yeah. Um, and I, for me, I had, I was sure that I was dying of all these awful diseases mm-hmm. um, that didn't turn out to be anything but anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, and so, man, I just learned then, you know, how much, first of all, for me, how powerful it is when someone shows up for you, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. And I tell a story in the book about my brother uh, a while back when I was at a particularly low point with my anxiety. Uh, Grace had actually told him, hey, Drew's not doing so hot. Um, mm-hmm. I wasn't sleeping much. And just really not feeling great. He texts me and he says, hey, I'm picking you up in 30 minutes. Oh. Uh, he c- gets to the house, gets in the car and he's like, hey, we're going to go. It was the middle of winter. We're going to go buy, it was during COVID. We're going to go buy um, a whole bunch of jackets for people, hand them out on the streets mm. in downtown Portland. Wow. And so we did that and, and it was great. But I knew our little mission was really more about helping me. <laughs> um, and it's exactly what I needed. You know, I needed I needed to hang out with my big bro. I needed to... Uh, think about other people and not my own problems for a mm-hmm. minute. Uh, get out of the house, mm-hmm. um, and so yeah. When it, especially when it comes to anxiety, being there physically, showing up for people is so crucial. Mm-hmm. And it's not surprising to me when you look at the statistics of what happened during the pandemic mm-hmm. when everything got shut down. Mm-hmm. Anxiety went through the roof. Yep. Loneliness, depression, you name it, right? Because we're not designed, mm-hmm. and we all had our phones. We all no, had internet connection right. just about. Wow! Um, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Incredible. We needed each other, and so. Yeah, for especially anxiety, depression, things like that, we need to show up for each other. And then if you're the person that suffers too, sometimes you don't feel like it. You want to hide, fix it on your own. Uh Maybe you're ashamed of it, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not going to – and especially, I don't know, dudes are probably worse because like – I, for years, I wouldn't tell anyone about it. Someone would even tell me like, hey, I deal with anxiety. I'm like, oh, that's hard. I'll pray for you, man. (laughs) I wouldn't even like divulge what I was going through. That's cold. I know. But (laughs) man, it's, and it's so stupid because it's like, you know, you're keeping a secret from people who are keeping a secret from you. uh, So many people struggle, but yeah, that's where it's important to get out of the house, hang out with people. Yeah. Um, and, and just get that face-to-face time. So, so important. And uh, like you said, it's the last thing you want to do in that moment, but it, it could save your life probably because if you can just go against everything inside of you that wants to isolate and just step out, and then this is a good lead into talking about church. Talk to us about church. Mm-hmm. I love your heart for the local church. And um, I think my husband and you would probably land in the same place of like, you really want to be involved, but sometimes it's easier to not. But how can we show up and 100%. be a part of our local church? Well, yeah. And the first thing is just that, just showing up, right? Yeah. Don't don't look down on that. You know, people think, I mean, I forget the exact stats, but like a generation ago, the what was considered an active attender to church would be there like three, four times a month. Now it's like 1.4 mm. or something. Mm. Because even the people that go to church just go so infrequently. Yeah. And I'm not trying to get all legalistic, or, but the truth is we need it, right? Mm-hmm. We need our brothers mm-hmm. and sisters in Christ. They need us. 
Um, and so whenever we can make it, um, like do it, I, um, it's harder too. I think when you have kids, especially young kids, you're trying to get them all ready. We mm-hmm. have a 30 minute drive to our church, which is tough. When we do make it, often it's, we're late, you know, a mm-hmm. few minutes late, our church is mm-hmm. chill, so they don't really care. But man, at least you made it, right? Yes. Don't, you know, don't, don't sweat that if you're there. And then when it comes to the more, you know, getting more involved in your church, doing things, maybe leading a small group or, mm-hmm. or even becoming an elder, whatever it is, that is a byproduct, I feel like, of actually being there, of actually yeah. showing up, being physically present. Mm-hmm. Because then you kind of naturally make friends and form mm-hmm. connections and you start to serve. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes, though, people get like, okay, well, what do I actually want to do at this church? How should I be involved? Don't get the cart before the horse. If you're showing up, that kind of stuff will naturally happen. Yep. And it's always worth it. You know, it's funny because sometimes you're tired um, and you're like, oh, man, especially if you don't, if you're kind of ambivalent about whether you're going to go the night before, usually you won't. Right. But every uh, time I actually go to church at the end, I'm like, man, I'm so glad I made it out. Absolutely. That was awesome. Worship God. Yes. Hang out with his people. Yes. What I, I needed that. Yes. Yeah. You never regret it. Always worth it. Yeah. You never, never regret it. I love that. And before we got on this call today, I was just talking to my kids actually about about your book and this conversation. And we we're just reflecting on what it'll be like when we get to heaven. And how the people mm. who we see first or who really are highlighted or, you know, however that's going to work in heaven. <laughs> I don't totally know. Yeah. I don't think any of us do. But one thing I know, I don't think it'll necessarily be the people who are insta-famous or who are speaking on large stages. Yeah. I'm I'm seeing the faithful ones. I'm seeing those who are serving, praying in their prayer closet. Mm. Maybe nobody even knows about, but I just have to remember often that that our life here on earth is so small compared to eternity and that our faithfulness is is Amen. so important. So um, I just love reflecting on that. That's beautiful. And you're absolutely right. I think we'll be surprised at who's famous in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it may not be the folks down here. Exactly. Um, and when, you, when you're involved with the local church, man, you get an opportunity to be with those everyday faithful saints. Yep. Um, I'm just blown away by mm-hmm. some of the ordinary faithful yeah. folks. You know, no one knows their name. They don't have social media, mm-hmm. but they've been serving away faithfully yep. for 40 years in mm-hmm. their church. Yes. You know, helping young people, serving people. Awesome. Yes. And God sees that. And, you know, if we're living for that audience of one, then how fun to just know, like quietly know God sees what I'm doing. He sees my prayers. So before we close, since we're right touching on the spiritual stuff here, um, share your approach to spiritual disciplines and how it relates to just showing up. Yeah, really the same sort of thing. You know, it's I've I grew up on stories of, you know, missionaries and it's people that like would like pray three hours a day and just do all this crazy stuff. It's great, but it can be yeah. a little demotivating, let's face it. Yes. And especially for me, because sometimes I'm like, man, I, I'll try to pray like 10 or 15 minutes and I feel like it's an eternity. Yep. But I, I again, I don't, I encourage people, don't look down on small beginnings. Like no. if you just crack your Bible every day, mm-hmm. that's just like, that's all you commit to doing mm-hmm. as a spiritual discipline. Just cracking your Bible. Maybe you'll just read a couple verses. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll kind of hit a groove and read a chapter or two, right? Mm -hmm. Same with prayer. If you just kind of maybe start your day with a few minutes of talking to God, Mm -hmm. that's huge because Mm -hmm. that adds up and it grows and your kind of spiritual muscles strengthen, right? You get used to doing it. You get into that habit. Um, And and so that is huge. It's like anything like diet. It's like exercise, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, you don't have to go out and try to run 10 miles in one day. You just have to do a little bit every day. And I think that's true of the spiritual life as well. And God connects with us in those moments, even when we don't feel like it. If we just show yes. up for that time with God, yes, he rewards that and it deepens our connection to him. 
Ah, that's so good. It's and and I think too, just taking away that pressure of how it's supposed to look, or maybe how it looked once upon a time when you were single or before kids and you had these magical devotional right. times. It's like you know what? Actually, just show up. God'll do the rest. So. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. <laughs> well, there's a whole bunch more I was hoping we would get to, but I don't want to keep you too long. So I'm going to tell everybody to just go get the book, just show up how small acts of faithfulness change everything. It's an important message. And so if people want to find you, the book, all that, where can they go right now? Yeah. Thank you, Monica. Um, yeah. Uh, my uh, website, just my name, Drew Dick, D-Y-C-K.com. And you can see some uh, cheesy pictures of me and the family on there. Uh, <laughs> <Beautiful> <laughs> I, I spend too much time on x.com. Um, and so I can, you can connect with me on social media, or if you're in the Pacific Northwest, mm. drop by, we'll grab coffee. We'll hang out, just show up. Wouldn't we'll hang out in person. Uh, Next time <laughs> so, I'm in the Pacific Northwest. Absolutely. Dave and I have to connect Please. with you and Grace and yeah. meet your kids. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being <laughs> with us. I'm sure we'll have you oh, back thank you. and um, love staying in touch with you. Absolutely. And I, I need to come, we need to come visit you in Hawaii. You, you know, as hard as that would be. Do. Bring those kids, come. <laughs> we would have so much fun. Hey friends, I hope you are encouraged and inspired after that conversation. And I hope you take some time to consider what it means to just show up. Show up for your kids, show up for your job, show up for the Lord, and definitely show up back here next week for a really special podcast episode, as well as some special stuff going on over on my website. So thank you so much again for being a part of this podcast community. Have yourself a wonderful rest of the week, and until next time, aloha.